How's it going, everybody? It's week 83 here at TLDR Podcast. Uh, guys, we had quite the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, not Super Bowl. Uh, championship Sunday where it's basically had, a Super Bowl, though. Basically, yeah, basically, basically. Um, we we had two fantastic football games. We ate some great food. Uh, the TLDR boys ate some great food. Ate some, uh, drank some great beers, um, and it was a bit of a roller coaster for actually both both uh, Rams and Niners fans, especially in that that late game. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're seeing, um, we're seeing the Cincinnati Bengals upset the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and then they're going to take on the LA Rams right in their own home barn for the second time in NFL history. Let's do um, it. Kind of crazy. It happened on back-to-back years. Um, that seems rigged, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, we're, we're, regardless, uh, we're all here. It's week 83. Um, Tyler. We, I know that, I mean, I mean, first of all, thank you for being such a gracious host yesterday. Um, you and Jess did a great job hosting. Um, I'm sorry that it was basically another, like, so, uh, uh, uh Levi South in that own little yeah. you know room of yours, but yeah, you, you guys came up with the win and, and what's great is you get to, ha- you had a nice day off the next day. So you're able to kind of like enjoy it. So, you know, how, how was, how did you enjoy the, the Sunday and how did you enjoy your day off? Yeah. Thanks guys, guys for coming over. We always enjoy hosting you guys. That was super fun. Um, but yeah, I definitely had that thought. I'm like, wow, this, the, the party we're having at my house in LA is very similar ratio wise to what SoFi is going through. I just, it was just, it's crazy. You, you're in, in LA. There just seems to be more Niners fans than Rams fans. No, no matter where you are. Um, but nonetheless, it made it for a really fun, fun time for, for everyone. Uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you guys, enjoyed it and uh obviously i enjoyed the outcome of the game so it was an all-around great day and as you mentioned you know it was nice knowing i had the next day off so i drank a lot i got pretty drunk last night so it was pretty fun <laughs> i woke up with a really gnarly headache i had to take like two rounds of ibuprofen to get rid of it um, yeah so it was it was a pretty good one um but i'm feeling better now i mean i got i got beer right here so i, I feel like i'm fully recovered so uh my my body still got it so that's good um yeah, it's always nice to, ha- I always like having Mondays off because it almost feels like a day that most people don't have off. So it feels extra special, you know, because, yeah. you know, typically weekends, you know, athletic trainers don't really get weekends off all the time, but typically that's the normal weekend off. So everyone's off and it's all good. But Mondays off is really nice because that's usually when everyone has to go back to work and I get to just chill at home and it's just, it just feels a little extra special. So I'm, I think from what sucks about that though, is that if everybody else is working, you got to be by yourself. Yeah, but I kind of like it. It's like a day to just be by myself. I'm always around people, um, which is fun. I enjoy days. it. Yeah, but sometimes you need time to just chill by yourself. It's, it, it, it's a, That's it's what a good, sleep is for. It, it's a good reset. No, nah, no. Nah, you need like awake time by yourself. You know what I mean? A like week? Awake. Oh, I think it's awake time. Awake time by yourself. Um, it's definitely nice. So I'll be having Mondays off the next few months here with baseball season uh ramping up so i'm good i'm chilling well that I, I, you love to hear it and well, what's even better is that you're gonna have a nice day off after super bowl yeah which um you know leads me to still say i, I say this every year i don't understand why the why the nfl does not push the the entire season back they added a week but they didn't push it back so that the super bowl is the day before president's day I'll never understand that. It seems like an easy layup and it also keeps corporate America with actually people in the office because half of corporate America calls out that day. I mean, it's just, it's just what happens. Uh, Super Bowl should be basically a, its own holiday, but James, 
Dude, uh, your your Niners, our Niners just couldn't um, just couldn't come out with the win there. Um, it, it you know I, I think it's tough to just beat three teams in a season. It's just it's just so hard to do that. I feel like uh, you can really beat three teams in a season, but it's hard to beat the same team three times in a season. Which I think what you were trying to say. Um, <laughs> three times? No, beat teams three times in a season. I, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, if you want to rewind the tip on that. You were wrong, but nonetheless, <laughs> getting into it here, um, a lot of people have been texting me and they're like, yo, are you really sad and, and disappointed? And I'm like, no, I'm kind of of the thinking that don't be sad that it's over. Be glad that it happened because from the get go, I mean, the Niners didn't look good. They start off three and five at one point. And from that point, they went on on a tear. And this is a team that nobody really thought was going to get this far. But with Jimmy G and that coaching staff and the gritty defense that they have, they made it one game away from the Super Bowl. Super exciting. And, I mean, I will forever respect Jimmy G and how he handled this year from all the criticism to having somebody, a rookie being on his back and everything. Everybody hated on him every single week, even if he had a good week. And he handled it with the utmost professionalism. Uh, Trey Lance came out today and said that Jimmy G is going to be one of his best friends for the rest of his life. It's, he was a good mentor. He set this team up for success, even if this team isn't going to be his team next year. And there's a good chance that it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always good when your team can at least go out with a, with, you know, it, it was a, it was a, it was a good win. I mean, it's a good loss, right? I mean, it's, it's not like he got completely blown out. It's not like Jimmy G absolutely, you know, and it, maybe you talk about Jimmy G. It's not like he absolutely got slaughtered. I mean, I mean, both, both, all, all four quarterbacks did not had their, had their moments. I mean, um, you know, all of them, I think threw a pick yesterday um, and, you know, and, the fact that Jimmy with all the criticism that he, that he kind of realized throughout the entire season um, it it was pretty amazing to see what, you know, the team rally around him and, and, you know, he's, 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 he's decent enough to get you, you know, along in a game, as long as you have good defense and um, you know, the the supporting cast around you Um, and, you know, congratulations to Jimmy. You, you, you took the Niners to, to a, um, to an NFC championship, twice in the last three years or three years Four, yeah twice in the last years. three years so that i mean that's i mean that's that's incredible that's really incredible so um james why don't we just you know dive right into it you know i know you wanted to talk about these last games we have a week we have a week break of football besides the pro bowl um uh, before the super bowl so you'll probably set up the super bowl next week you want let's talk about championship sunday man yeah, let's just, let's just get into it. We're going to start with the AFC this time because we just talked Niners, so might as well start with the AFC real fast, take a break from the NFC and the Niners. Uh, Bengals beat the Chiefs 27-24 in overtime. Who is of the camp saying that whoever wins the coin toss wins the game in overtime? Because that was obviously not the, true here. The entire Chiefs uh, social media did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and they were wrong. <laughs> Karma. That's what you want. You want to get a stop, and that's exactly what happened. It was an interception, and all of a sudden, Joe Burrow and a sectionist marched right down the field and ran it to the middle to set up the most confident rookie kicker to ever play the game of football, Evan McPherson. That dude, I hope he won Super Bowl MVP. That would be great. I would love that. Um, that being said, it was, it was a crazy game. Uh, the yes. Bengals were down 23-3 to up until five minutes in the second quarter. And then all of a sudden, a comeback. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, Evan McPherson. That is my favorite. I want, I want a jersey. If you guys haven't heard it yet, if y'all want to donate a jersey, a I want a kicker jersey. Yep. You gotta love that it. Sexy orange, right, Tyler? Ugh. Exactly. <laughs> to finish Make the sure game, you it has to be the orange jersey. Like it, it has to be orange or black. Orange or black. Not the white one. Well, it has yeah. to be orange or black. Yeah. 
Pat Mahomes had 275 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. Burrow had 250 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Just give me your quick thoughts on the game, guys. Traden, what do you think? It was a tale of two halves, especially when you look at look, look at Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I mean, he had a quarterback rating of just below 150 in the first half and a quarterback rating of 12.5 in the second half. I mean, he looked like dog shit in the second half and he looked <laughs> invincible in the first. I mean, it was it was it was quite insane. And it just goes to show that in the NFL, sometimes and actually most of the time, coaching can 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 out coaching is a thing. And I think that the way that the Bengals coaching staff and the entire team were able to, you know, they, they let, they let three touchdowns and three drives, um, you know, that happened. And then they, they completely retailored their, their entire approach to the game. And they looked completely different. They, they get a stop and all of a sudden things are changed. Things change. You stop in the last two minutes or last minute of that game. Last, I guess we can talk about the last nine seconds of the first half the chiefs were on the goal line pretty much or, or the second yard line. And they managed to get away with zero points. They, they terrible play calling by Andy Reed, if you ask me, and I'll get into that in just a sec. Uh, and then all of a sudden you start, you see, you see the Bengals come out and it's a completely different team. And, and very much like the, the, that it very had vibes to that Niners Rams game in week 18, James, you know, like all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the sexy Rams look, it looked terrible. The sexy uh, Mahomes or uh, Chiefs looked terrible, and to me, I actually am going to blame the Chiefs. That I, you know, James, maybe you think I'm going to be crazy for saying this, but I think that the arrogance of the Chiefs hurt them. There's arrogance across that entire organization right now, just because of everything that they've gone through. Um, you know, the social media presence, blah blah blah. But you see it in the in the way that the ninth that last nine seconds of that first half were. It's like. They, they were trying to be too fancy, trying to trying to be a little too cutesy with it when they could have just made a simple play and probably would have won the game if they would have taken their three points. You know, they, there's a little bit too much flashiness. Um, you know, if you win the coin toss, you're going to win the game. The, the, the entire stadium was cheering and the, all this social media was cheering because they won the coin toss. It's an automatic win. It's like there's so there's a little bit of arrogance in that organization and it completely bit them in the ass. I like that analysis. Tyler, what do you think about the game? I yeah, know you didn't get to watch most of it, but what do you think about the game? Yeah, so if, um, probably 75, first, first three quarters, uh, one isn't able to watch it. But um, certainly, you know, it's crazy. I checked the score at work. Um, and it was halftime, and they were down – or almost halftime. It was 21-3, to three, and I was like, damn. You know, it doesn't look like this game's going to be much fun. And then I walk in the, in the house, you know, 20 minutes later or whatever it was. Probably way, way more than that. Hour later. <laughs> um, I, time is hard. Um, and it was a tie football game. I was like, what the hell happened? Um, so definitely it seems like a, a, a tale of two halves, but, uh, Trey and I agree. I think the, the chiefs, I think had that big league, big lead in the first half. And I think with the success that they've had and kind of the, the confidence was a little bit too, it was too much. They had just, it, it, the confidence went to the point of point of point of arrogance and the Bengals fought back and you love to see that man. Like that's, that's just good. Um, good, uh, hard fought football. Um, you love to see teams that just don't give in. And it, it was very easy for them to just give in. They're on the road down to, you know, this juggernaut uh, Chiefs team. They easily could have folded, but they just kept playing football. They kept fighting hard and they just grinded back that deficit. Um, down 18 points on the road is not an easy thing to do. And they did. Uh, yeah. So amazing job of the Chiefs. I know a lot of people are giving uh, Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs, you know, um, you know, kind of the they're coming blaming them, but let's also give some credits credit to this uh, Bengals team. 
Um, Joe Burrow is a winner, man. That dude, just no matter where he is, he, he, he seems to win football games. And let's give some credit also to that uh, Bengals defense, man. Like, I don't think a lot of people on paper are not giving this defense enough credit. They make the big plays when it matters. Like, I think across every single playoff game, their defense has stepped up huge to make a big turnover, a, a big stop. That Bengals defense, like I said, may not be the most star-studded defense ever, but, man, they make the plays when it matters. And, and when, when, it, when it comes down to postseason sports, like, that's what matters, man. Make the big plays in the big moments, and the, and the Bengals are doing that. And at an exceptional level right now, and that's why they're going to be in the in the Super Bowl. I'm really glad you brought that up, Tyler, because I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to talk about the Bengals' defense. Two picks against Patrick Mahomes, one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league, and four sacks against, I mean, a decent offensive line. Is it time that we consider the Bengals' defense as an elite defense? Are they the real deal? I mean, they came in there, they shut down the Chiefs, they shut down the Titans. Those are two really high-powered offenses that they managed to get wins against, and in the playoffs of all time, like crazy is it time to consider this an elite team yeah <clears throat> yeah i mean certainly i it, the great teams you know rise to the level of of, of greatness in in that moment and that's what the, the Bengals are doing and i certainly hope in a couple of weeks when the as, as the rams are planning for them that they see this Bengals defense as an elite defense and they're gonna have to bring their a plus game to 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 beat them I certainly think the Chiefs didn't think that they were an elite defense, and that's why they lost that football game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this Bengals defense, like I said, on paper, they, they really shouldn't be doing as well as they are, but they are, you know, and ultimately that's what matters. Um, and they're, 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 they're playing exceptional right now. Shane, what do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, you, you, have, to, you have to look at – and what I think is most amazing is, 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 it, is the team, you know, just, just let in – you know, three touchdowns right one after another. And it just seemed like the game was over, but you have to give credit to a team that can adjust, right. A, def a defense that can adjust to the situation. And you know what? Make me look like a complete asshole and complete idiot because I, you know, I, I had half the mind that the Bengals should just let the, should, should just let the, uh, um, t uh, the, uh, the chief score. I was looked like an absolute idiot in that instance, but guess what? Even Tony Romo said the same thing and he's getting it completely roasted. So I, it, I may be an idiot, but Tony Rome was a bigger idiot considering he actually played football. I did have never even played football. <laughs> so, and you know what they right after that, they get two incredible sacks, a sack from, it seemed like the guy, it was like one of the, the cornerbacks, the safety that came out of fucking nowhere down that hole. And, and Patrick Mahomes was back on the 20 when he was on the five. At when he dropped Oscar. the ball. Yes. Like yeah. it, 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 I couldn't believe it. And, um, and, you know, I, I look like a complete idiot and you know what, I look like a complete idiot that entire game because I, I thought that the game was completely over, but it, you have to, you have to look at how the defense adjusts and the best teams do that. I mean, that's how, that's how the Bucks won, uh, have, have had their success. That's how the Niners have had that, their success. That's how, you know, all these great teams have had the ability to adjust with what they're dealing with and find a way to make stops, find a way to make plays. And it just completely, it, it, and if anything, it gives, it, it takes the pressure off of Joe Burrow and the offense when, when, when they're able to just kind of do their thing and gain some confidence, you need to find a way to give your offense some, some, a pressure valve. And they did that. All right. I like that. Um, in terms of trading, looking like an idiot, <laughs> which he does quite a bit, much like all of us. But the one thing that trading said on this podcast every single week for like the last three or four weeks here is that. How, how does the game start, Trayden? How do efficient teams win games? Where does it start? 
At the run at, on the ground, baby. On the ground, exactly. But here's the thing with the Bengals. The Bengals don't have a solid run game at all. Does that worry you guys? Joe Mixon has a, had a high of 88 yards against the Chiefs. But he hasn't hit more than 60 until this game, but until since week 12, where he had 165. That run game is almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. But the Bengals are still producing anyway. So does the lack of a run game make you scared for the Bengals' probability to win against a tough Rams team? Personally, I I, I actually am going to say yes. And the and, you know the, the run game was not was not was very inefficient, but they just stuck with it, and you have to give them credit for that. But you are playing a Rams team that has Aaron Donald. You have you have a team that can stop that knows how to that that knows um, their ways around the um, running defense, and that that is a concern. That if you if you can't find a way to establish that, you're in trouble. And it come kind of comes down to their offensive line, which. You know, thankfully, Joe Burrow only got sacked once, um, you know, across that, you know, across that whole game, which is, you know, markedly better than last week. But if it's still not good enough to, to establish a running game and, and give Joe Burrow the protection that I think he, he will need against you know, it's Aaron Donald. We're talking about <laughs> Aaron Donald and the entire defense, which we'll talk about later. Uh, Tyler, do you think the lack of a running game is that concerning to you? It's honestly not that concerning to me. Um, okay. the, the, the Bengals have won. Because he's a Rams fan. Okay, well, well <laughs> the, Ram, the Rams don't have the best running game either, okay? And, and they tend to win. I think, I think when your team is built, when you have a great quarterback, you have great receivers, and you have a great defense that can stop the other team's run um, and, 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 and can make turnovers, I think that, that kind of outbalances your lack of run game. And I think that's what the way the Bengals are built, kind of similar to how the Rams are built too, honestly. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of get to that more. But um, – I think with, the, with with this Bengals team, their running game does not need to be great. It just needs to be good enough, um, and it, it it needs to do its job to you know kind of distract from the uh, pass game just just enough to be able to, to to make you think about it. But it doesn't need to be their driving force. I I, I know trading that's how you like to have football games go, but I think for this particular team, it doesn't need to be that way. Um, so for me, the lack of a Bengals superior run game to me doesn't is not a concern. Well, I mean, to, to your point, though, sorry, t- sorry, James, to your point, though, Joe Mixon, he, he may not have been efficient, but he did have a huge moment in one of the drives. And it, it's those little moments, those little things that it may not be in a full establishment of a running game, but it's enough to release that valve for, uh, and release that pressure on Joe Burrow. It was huge. And he was a huge part of that. Um, that I don't know what drive it was. I'm sorry, um, but he was a huge part of that drive. And, you know, it, it's, it's an, it was enough. It was enough. Last question about this game here. It's, it's going to be about the Chiefs and their legacy. They have now fallen short two times in a row after having Super Bowl aspirations every single year with this team that they built with Patrick Mahomes, with Andy Reid, and all the superstars built on this team and the arrogance you guys brought in earlier. They've now fallen short two times in a row. What is their legacy? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I think that they've built quite the offensive juggernaut for the last few years or so and i think that that's what they'll be known for it's just you know whether or not this is going to go downhill from here or not i think this period of three or four years of, of what they've built um you know probably could have won more i think people will say they probably should have won one more title um at least but i mean one of the most efficient most well-built offenses i think we've seen in the modern era of football is kind of i think what their legacy will be I hear you. I mean, it's like you have a good offense. That's cool, but it's not enough to win your games. 
it's like when the pages were establishing dominance, you were scared to play them. But when, when you play the Chiefs, you're like, I, I mean, I could still win. It's a long shot, but I mean, it's not 0%. It's not a no chance. But with the, when the pages back in the day, you're like, damn, we're not winning this one. Yeah. You were scared. And the Chiefs, you're like, I see Jackson Mahomes over there. We'll probably win. It's cool. Trade, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, this could be like the one and done type of team, which is crazy to think about this Chiefs team. But the, but their defense is not is nothing to ride home about, which is which is a concern. They they're le- they let too many, they let too too much scoring go go through them, and 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 people are and and, and defenses are figuring out Patrick Mahomes and and uh, that entire lineup. Tyreek Hill looked invisible towards the second half of that entire game. Like they figured him out, and Tyreek Hill is one of the fastest players in the NFL. Uh, you know, and, and you know, what kind of bothers, what what really kind of bothered me yesterday was, especially with Patrick Mahomes is he didn't seem to have much emotion with what was going on. Like he, he, he didn't really seem frustrated. And, you know, I I know we make fun of, you know, Tom Brady for, you know, taking a, taking a computer and slamming it on the ground and doing all that crap, but it's, 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 it it incites some emotion and I didn't see any emotion. It, 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 I, it, it incited zero emotion from this, from this chiefs team that just seemed like, and, and that's, that goes back to the arrogance they, they might, the, their legacy might be the arrogant chiefs that only could do it once. That's it. That's crazy to think about. Oh, and, oh, and uh, by the way, yeah. and, and by the way, the game, the, the Super Bowl that they did win was, I, I don't know if it was as much them as if it was as much a complete breakdown by the Niners, no offense, but <laughs> I mean, if the, if the Niners have, you know, if, if the Niners do anything different that game, the Chiefs are, the Chiefs are, like Tyler said, a great offensive powerhouse, but that's about it. I, I disagree with you there, mainly because it was their first Super Bowl. And so you're a little bit hungrier. There is emotion there. You're, you're about, you're going for it. You're right there. Once you've had it one time, which I've been saying this entire like playoffs, I'm like, once I get their back pushed up against the door, like against the wall, what are they going to do? Because it seems like they don't have the spark anymore. And here it is. They don't have it anymore. They put up against the door and they couldn't figure out how to break through. Is that a, is that a, is that a dig? Do we look at, do we look at the way that Patrick Mahomes hold himself? For the rest of time, Patrick Mahomes and every pretty much any great quarterback is going to be compared to the great Tom Brady. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be the case. Tom will do anything on the sideline, even to get that next ring. He has, he has, and and it, it, it fuels him. And I didn't see that from, I, I didn't see that from Patrick Mahomes and maybe I'm looking too much into it, but I just don't see, maybe he's not quite the leader that that team needs. No offense. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is great and maybe I'm being crazy, but I'm not seeing it. It, it could be a generational thing, man. Like, let's be real. Like the amount of kids these days who don't know how to react in an emotional way and hide behind their phones and kind of hold everything in versus Tom Brady's age, right? Where they were allowed to show more emotion because they didn't have screens. They had a different way of upbringing. But nowadays, everybody kind of hides within themselves. And it doesn't incite any emotion whatsoever. We're becoming more robot-like. It's taking away emotion. And not on top of that, too, it's the rules of the game we're changing as well. You can't taunt. The rules of the game are taking away emotion. And we're making making everything more robotic, which is bleeding into the players and how they react on the sidelines and how they react on a day-to-day basis. So it's both, both on a cultural standpoint, a generational standpoint, and a rule standpoint, it's all going against the Tom era, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning era level style football. Yeah, I mean, I, I you, you, you make some great points, but I, I, you know, let's say, let's say Joe wins Sunday. 
if he if he can find a way to be a leader then I think that he could be a better, a more successful quarterback than Patrick Mahomes, which is crazy because I think everybody agrees that Patrick Mahomes is probably a better talent when it comes to quarterback, at least right now. But at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's what you, it's what you do with that. It's, it's how you, it's how you lead. It's how you bring it. It's getting your team to the, to the ship, to the end and, and finishing it. And if Joe Burrow and, and any upcoming quarterback, I look at Josh Allen, I look at uh, Justin Herbert, I look at all these types of amazing quarterbacks that are coming up. The, the one that we are going to, to, to lot over is the one that can find a way to lead his team, even in the, even in the worst of times. And I have, we, we're not seeing Patrick Mahomes manage to do that yet. And the one thing I'm going to leave you guys with before we move on to the NFC is that Joe Burrow is doing it with a lesser team. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes was gifted this team. Patrick Mahomes is not the first overall pick. He did not go to a losing franchise. He had he was given a franchise that was successful year after year after year and just stepped into a role that had him flourish. Joe Burrow won three games his first year, had an ACL tear, and comes back and does this with a team that is not as close to as talented as the Chiefs are. No. And he's doing it and is making it look way sexier than Patrick Mahomes is. So you got to give the props to people who go through the fire because for sure – Joe Burrow did. He played through adversity while Patrick Mahomes sat behind the bench to Alex Smith and led the ropes. And I mean, the same argument is going to be made for Trey Lance when he comes, when he steps in next year, but that's, that's really the situation. He did it with a lesser team. It's more impressive. Moving on to the NFC here, the game that really tugged at my heartstrings. The Rams beat the 49ers 20 to 17. Tough part about this is the Niners were up 17 to seven going into the fourth quarter. But then they gave up 13 unanswered points in the fourth quarter Fourth quarter in which Kyle Shanahan does not know how to do anything with it. And it's been a constant thing with his career. Kyle Shanahan gives up leads in the fourth. He's got to fix that. I don't know what he's got to do. But you got to fix that first before you win a Super Bowl. Uh, the crazy thing about this is that the Rams basically took a page out of the Niners playbook and did the exact thing that the, Ram, the Niners were supposed to do. They ran the ball. The Niners were limited to 50 yards rushing all game long. And the Rams had way more time possession because they ran the ball well. Matt Safford as much shit as I talk on him, 337 yards, two touchdowns. And he really should have had two interceptions, but he only had one because uh, Mr. Jaquiski Tart just missed it. Oh, that one, that was a tough one. Quick thoughts on the games, fellas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Obviously with the way that <laughs> the, the uh, way, it, way it turned out, um, you know, obviously just, you know, watching with you guys and watching in that environment, it's always super fun. Um, how lucky are we that we got two Bay Area playoff game series this year with the Dodgers Giants earlier in the fall and now with this uh, Rams Niners uh, NFC championship game. Amazing. So let's take a, a, a moment to, to appreciate that, um, to kind of see those that SoCal NorCal rivalry blossom in sports. I think it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I, well, last week when we talked about this game, I said the, the, in order for the Rams to win this game, they have to a limit turnovers so that they, they had that one pick early. And I was like, God fucking damn it. What did I tell you? You know, thankfully that was just the one they did. And the rest of the game, they, they, they played, they played, they played very well on the turnover side of things. And B I said that their run defense has to stop that Niners rush, which it did. So the two things I said they needed to do, they did it. Um, and this was a good, just hard-fought, close football game. This is what we wanted to, to, to see from, from, from the opening kickoff all the way to the end. It was close. It was, it was well-fought, well-played well on both sides. 
Um, and it just came down, like I said, you know, the, 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 the big thing for the Niners was time of possession, running the football. The Rams stopped that. I think that was the biggest key in this game. And the reason why the Rams came out on, on top was that was they were able to attack the Niners' biggest strength um, on, on offense. And uh, that's why they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, you, you kind of really wrapped it up there. I mean, it was, it was a fantastic game because it, it, it was just, it was just a back and forth battle. At first it was just a defensive battle, very, you know, not as not quite the same game we saw, you know, just before that, um, you know, these two teams obviously mean a lot more to us than the, than the Bengals and the chiefs. So there was a little bit more emotions there. Um, but you know, it, it, we, we all can admit that the fact that it was a close game makes it that made it that much better. I mean, if it was a, if it was a complete blowout either way, I mean, I know that James would have been fucking happy and you, and, and Tyler would have been happy, but you know, as much as I love the Niners, I love, I love a, a close football game at the end of the day. And it was, it came down to the wire. Um, and, and, and to me, I, it very kind of going off of what we were talking about earlier, Matt Stafford found a way to rally his troops. I mean, he, he looked, he, he, he did throw a pick and, and I did, and I did um, say this um, on the podcast, I believe that the Niners, when they do eventually get that pick, they need to capitalize. And I don't believe they did on that drive they and it hurts. It hurts when you don't take advantage of that. Great. You got a pick. You, that's basically getting a stop, a regular stop, unless you actually can score. It doesn't mean, it, it, you know, I got to argue that real fast is that that pick meant a little bit more because it happened in the end zone. Had he True. not made that pick, they are so close to scoring some points. Yeah, for but sure. in that scenario, they came away with none. For sure. So I, I guess, I, I guess in some some respects, it's a it, it is a wash in that respect. I, I, I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that. But you, you, you still need to find a, especially in these in these in these games where it, everything's on the line, and and you know that, you know that the Rams are going to find a way to to rally behind that. I mean they weren't going to sit down and die after that. And you just needed to find a way to um, score. And they, and I don't think they, and they didn't, um, you know, I, I, I question, I love Kyle, but I do question his ability to, to finish games. We've, we've seen it before twice now, three times now, um, it, you know, Debo looked good, but what I don't understand why he was not in that third down in the very end of the game. Like he must've just been resting, but seemed like a weird time to, <laughs> to rest him. He should have been resting. I feel like down one or the first down. I mean, I don't know football. I don't know how the coaching works, but uh, it just seemed kind of odd that you wouldn't have him in probably what was the most important play of the game at that point. But um, it, it was a hard fought game. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's all there is to it. Um, and at the end of the day, congratulations to the Rams. Congratulations to the Rams is correct. And like I said, I'm appreciative that the Niners made it this far. You yeah. can't ask for anything more than that. But the biggest question that this season begs for the 49ers is where does Jimmy G go next? What team is he going to be traded to? There's a lot of quarterback needy teams right now, as you can tell. And is he going to be a star? Is he going to be a backup? My money says he's probably going to be a star somewhere. Where do you guys think, guys think he's going to go? Um, I, I'll start. Um, that's okay, Tyler. I, 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 I to be honest, I'm actually going to, I actually think he's going to be a starter because I actually think that he, if, if anything, it, he, he is a great, he establishes some sort of, while he, while he's not the greatest and he does have his issues um, in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of turnovers at different times, he, he, he can make plays and he can't, and he is, he has a calm demeanor 
you know, behind that line. And he, and he, and he, and he can calm down. He has, he has a lot of uh, experience. I think uh, and this might be a little bit hot takey, but I think it's actually going to depend on where um, Aaron Rodgers goes. Um, because there's, a, I think Aaron Rodgers is, is the hot, is the hot ticket right now. Um, you know, I can see Aaron Rodgers going to, you know, Denver, or, or I, I've said Denver, Indy, or maybe the Raiders, depending on what, what they, what the Raiders do with Carr um, now that they have a new coach. But I look at, I then look at Jimmy G and I think that he could fit in any of those three teams as well. I mean, I, I can see him, I, I can see him going to Indy. I think that he's, he, he can outperform uh, Carson Wentz. And I think that th- they need that. They need, they need that stability back there. And I think that Jimmy G is, a, is an upgrade. Um, do I think that they would be better with Aaron Rodgers? Of course, but you know, it's, it's going to be up to Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, I, I, again, I also think that he would do very well in, in Vegas too. If, if uh, Derek Carr, uh, if they decide to move move away from Derek Carr, I think that he, he you know, um, Jimmy has that, that West coast type of football. They, he, he brings that to Las Vegas and they, they, you know, that, that might be a good fit. Um, you know, but I, I, I don't see him on the, uh, on the Niners, obviously, but I would not be shocked if, if we saw him with, with Indy, if, if, uh, if Carson Wentz is done there. Todd, what do you think? Yeah. I like that Indy pick, um, you know, without doing much, much research and all that before this question was asked. Um, I would say that I think Jimmy G is going to fit the best with a team that has a really good run game, kind of similar to what the Niners have. I think that's his strength. He can't be like the, you know, he, he can't be the focus. He, he can't, he can't go on a team that's going to be pass first. He has, he has to be on a, a run strong offense and be that complimentary offensive piece. Um, but he's had, he has great experience in, in, in postseason. I think for the most part, he plays very well in the, in, in the postseason. So he, he's got to find a place and a team has to, know what they're getting they're not like they're 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 not they're not going to get an Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady Patrick Mahomes type of talent they're getting a very good solid quarterback um that like I said he's 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 going to complement an offense that is a very good run heavy offense um so wherever that is again off the top of my head with quarter with teams that, that they need quarterbacks that have a that have a good run game I think the Colts is a, is a great op, uh, example of that I think um I think that's where I see Jimmy G going is to a team like that. Um, like I guess I, if, 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 if he goes somewhere and he's going to be the focal point of that offense, it'll be interesting to see how, how, how that plays out. I don't see it playing out super great. Um, I think he's successful when he's got, when he's got a good run game behind him. Um, so it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. My money is actually going to agree. I'm going to agree with you guys. Uh, I think he goes to Indy or Pittsburgh because they do have a I good can see running that. back there. I can and see that. Big Ben was atrocious. Jimmy G is for sure an upgrade over Big Ben at this point in time. Oh, yeah. Um, the way that offense is running now, it's all quick passes too. So Jimmy G flourishes in those scenarios. Run game, quick pass. I think either Indy or Pittsburgh. Maddie, I, I, I hope that you uh you, you text us or, or let us know what your thought is on, on that uh that pick by us. Jimmy G to the Indy. We're calling it right now. We're <laughs> Tyler, this question is mainly for you, but yeah, Trayton, also give me some feedback here. But Cooper Cup had probably one of the best seasons an NFL wide receiver has had ever at this point. Crazy to think that. Where is he going to end up? We had the same same um, argument with Jamar Chase, but he has more experience under his belt, obviously, because Jamar Chase is a rookie. But where is Cooper Cup going to end up all the time? Huh. All time. I'm going to go. I'm going to go top ten. I think oh I think Cooper, I think Cooper Cup is going to potentially be a top ten wide receiver. 
I mean, like you just said, like he, this is one of the best, if not the best seasons of all time. And he's had some good seasons before that too. Not, not anywhere close to the production that, that he's doing this year, but he's always been a very good wide receiver for that Rams team. Um, he, he had that, he had that knee injury uh, a couple years back that knocked him out for a season. Um, so yeah, I think he's just finally, he's, he's getting to like the prime of his career and man, is it, is it, is it great to watch? Um, he does everything well too. It's not, it's not just catching footballs. He, you know, I, I love watching the breakdowns If you guys have a chance to watch like, you know, NFL live or ESPN or what, or whatever they have. And just them talk about how good he is with everything, whether it's, whether, whether it be blocking, whether it be uh, route, route running, you know, really running the offense at a, at just, at just an amazing high, a high IQ level that there's not a whole lot of wide receivers in the game that can do it quite like he can. Um, and we just have to appreciate the kind of season he's having. Hopefully the cherry on top is a Super Bowl ring. That'd be amazing. I think, I don't know, James, would you say if he gets a Super Bowl and he gets the Super Bowl uh, MVP greatest season from a wide receiver ever, maybe? Uh, I mean, he's not going to get Super Bowl MVP because I'd be Evan McPherson. But yeah, if he does get that, <laughs> <laughs> he Ever is a tough. It was a tough statement to say. Yeah, but you're also but, talking to a but, Niners fan. But, yeah, but the fact that he's in, yeah. in, in the conversation. I mean, I mean, right. But it's also the fact that he had one extra game. Yeah, he did. No one, no one talks about that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, as, as 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 far as the records go, I understand where that can get a little gray. But I mean, the, the, but 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 the full body of work, though, whether it's one extra week or not, I mean, you you just gotta appreciate. He the, is the, the most complete wide receiver. Absolutely. Jerry Rice didn't block very much back in his day, man, because that wasn't required of you as much as it is now. Cooper Cup was eh, the last against the Bucks. He was a great decoy wide receiver, and he wasn't a diva about it. He let OBJ get all those catches and commanded the double teams, and he was cool with it because it meant his team won. He is complete in the fact that he's good for the team in terms of chemistry, has a hard work mentality, uh, blocks, runs the ball, passes the ball. He, He's a full package, man. And Cooper Cup, if you can do this for a long period of time, he will end up top 10. And that's going to be hard to dispute otherwise. He's got to stay healthy because obviously, you know, like I said, I think he has all the intangibles to be great if he can stay healthy. I mean, there's no reason to think that that production is going to decline. And like Absolutely. I said, so, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully a long, healthy career from out of that guy because it's, it's, it's amazing to watch. You say top 10 as well, Trey? Yeah, I mean, I can see it. Uh, I, I'd like to see. Um, I'd like to see. Um, you know, the, the consistency maintained. And but I, I, I mean, that's it's pretty easy if he can if he can keep this up. And what's crazy, he kind of he, he kind of started this run at a, a little bit later into his career. I mean, I, he he was kind of. I always considered him a wide, a wide receiver three at that one point, or maybe a wide receiver two. And then all of a sudden, he's like, and maybe maybe that's a the case of of. Maybe that's the Matt Stafford effect. I don't. I don't know. But um, he he's. I mean, he had so a great much. season with Jared Goff too. He did. Yeah. He did. Um, he, he's just becoming that. He's he's becoming that main guy. Which that's that's how you, that's how you establish that uh th- that placement. He's what twenty eight years old. You know. Yeah. So he still he still has a few more few more years if he keeps it up. Devontae Adams had the exact same path. He was stuck behind Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb for years and years and years. And now the last three years, he's the number one wide receiver on the Packers, and he's doing phenomenally. It's just the process that people go through, and everybody has the same road. They all lead to the same place at the end of the day, but everybody has a different journey, and that's what it is. Uh, that wraps it up for me and my NFL you know, reviews and reaction for the conference championship. 
Um, the Pro Bowl sucks. So don't watch Pro Bowl. Don't waste your time with that. Go do something else. Go golf. Go hang out with family. Do something fun. Go read a book. Don't watch Pro Bowl. Yeah, don't don't watch the Pro Bowl. Um, but uh, we will be talking about the NHL All Star Game, which is a little bit more fun than the Pro Bowl, in my opinion. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Thank you, James. Congratulations to the um, to the Bengals, um, AFC, uh, AFC champions, and the Los Angeles Rams, the NFC champions. We we are very excited to see you face off um, in a couple weeks, or less a little less than a couple weeks here. So um, whose house? It's the Rams' house. Yeah, yeah it is. I, I could have lived my life not hearing that again. <laughs> <laughs> this time we have to say the Rams' house. Um, uh, when we when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some 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 uh, sports slash activities that we would love to do as part of our bucket list. Tyler's gonna take us through that when we return. And we're back. Tyler, you wanted to talk about some, you want to talk about something interesting. So you want to talk about, you know, something away from the, you know, we're not talking basketball. We baseball still in, in, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, um, but you wanted to talk about some, some bucket list stuff. Yeah. Take it away. Uh, so I was, I was this morning when I was, you know, hung over and sitting on the couch <laughs> and drinking my coffee, I was like, Oh shit, I got to come up with a, with a podcast segment. I had no idea to talk about. And I was like, and, you know, Jess was sitting next to me. I was like, okay, give me some podcast ideas because my brain isn't functioning at a high level right now. Um, and Is it ever? You're fair, um, but <laughs> definitely not an, at, a, at a normal level. Um, and she and she actually came up with this idea or, or you know, kind of helped me come up with this idea. So I, I, I thought it was a good idea. So I went with it. So bucket list, either sports you really want to learn how to play and try or an activity that's, you know, a sport slash activity. Um, that, that, that's on your bucket list, your top three. So it's, this is an, another kind of top three segment for me, uh, bucket list sports slash activities that you want to do. Uh, so uh, as always, we'll start with three and work our way up. Trading, what do you got as your number three bucket list sport or activity? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I, actually, I alluded to this and, and I, James said no to this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I did talk about this last week. I, I and, and I really want to do this and um, do it. Um, with Kylie and that's curling. I really want to be, I really want to <laughs> learn how to curl. I, yes. I really do. Yeah. Um, in, in the, I know in the uh, winter Olympics, they do have, I think they started a, a couple Olympics ago. They have mixed where there's a, a husband mm -hmm. or wife or brother and sister or, um, you know, uh, whatever kind Some of parent. male, female combo, Some fa male, female combo that they, they, you know, they, they curl <laughs> and, and I would love to do that. Um, you know, it's, we talked about it last week. Just listen to the last one if you want to talk about it. If you want to hear about it. <laughs> Hell yeah. James, what's your number three? Not curling, right? Definitely not curling. Man, why is it called curling? You curl because, because the because the rock curl actually it. you curl it in. Like it actually like like you you rotate the, the, the stone and it actually like curves that curls in. It doesn't just go straight. There's there's you yeah. you're curling it. It's like shuffleboard, you know, you, you, yeah. you throw the thing and you, if you exactly. put spin you on it, a little it, bit it of spin spins, it same thing, goes. Curls except, in. except on a much larger scale and on ice. And on ice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you for teaching me something I didn't already know. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> my number three, I want to say I've completed the Badwater Ultra Marathon. This is a 135-mile run through Death Valley in the middle of July. Uh, so typically, it's 
cross country. So you go through mountains, you go through all, you go through a road and everything. And it's uh, the temperature can reach about 130 degrees. Um, so to say it's hard is an understatement. And not a lot of people have completed it because a lot of people just like quit or they start. Nobody's, oh yeah, there's been a couple of people who died. Oh yeah, that's oh, great. It's called <laughs> Death Valley for a reason. It's called Death Valley, exactly. <laughs> but um, I think it's going to push me physically, obviously, and also mentally to a certain degree. And to say to have done that is it shows how good mental fortitude I have. And it's something that I want to try one day when I'm in better shape. And I people always ask me, I tell people my warm-up and how I run every day and how I work out. And people are, are always like, you love running and I hate running. I despise running. I hate it to my core, but I do it anyway because I know that it's good for me. And it's going to be the same thing here. I'm going to have to just bear through it and do something I don't want to do to say I've done it and to make myself a better person. Love that. Uh, that's pretty wild. Um, but I love that, you know, it doesn't surprise me coming from you. You know, you go big with that kind of stuff. So um, that would be amazing. And I hope you do it. And I'll be there to cheer you on if you do. I'm, I'm, I'm from I'm afar you're gonna, you're gonna yeah, be there I may not be in Death Valley but I'll be with you in spirit <laughs> yeah. okay so people because you know running shoes are like rubber <laughs> people's shoes have melted while running these I believe it yeah that's fucking Same. wild it, it just sounds like a recipe for death yeah we're all gonna die 100%. eventually man. <laughs> fair enough true <laughs> um trading you and I have the same number three curling uh so I think what we need to do is do suck it. We need to do a double date uh, with our respective um, partners and do some curling. Um, I think that would be amazing. Um, Looking up love... a place now. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Book it. Um, I would love to try it. It, it just it looks super fun. Uh, it, it like I said, it's just a game that I feel like you can just like you said, like kind of drink a beer while you play and just have fun with it. Um, it looks way harder, or I think I think it's way harder than it looks. Um, yes. 100%. So I want to see how hard it is because I've never, like I said, it's something I've never even, I've never laid eyes in person on a curling stone or a curling, whatever you call that court ice, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so I, I would love, I would love to try curling. Like I said, it, it's been on my bucket list for forever. Um, so yeah, trading, if, if you they, find they a, have a spot, center if there's in, a good group on or something, let's go. Yeah. There's a center in Vernon. That must be close to you, right? Where the fuck is Vernon? It's in SoCal, somewhere near Hollywood. So, okay, that's close. That's a thing. There's a center for curling. Yeah, there's a whole what? center oh, yeah. for curling, man. I believe it. You just gotta find Tyler, it. Tyler, I just have to bring up something real fast for you, man. Is that yeah. you're uh, you just lied to your mom because you said that you would do this with your mom. I did. You do with Jess first. Okay. Wow, you did. Now you got you that's, really got to figure wow, it out. You called me out hard your mom on or your, your significant other. I mean, yeah, okay, you're right. Um, mom, what are you gonna I'm do? sorry, you gotta pick one. Um, but because, but because she birthed you, man. No, yeah, she yeah. brought you no, in this hey, world. She hey, can take you me, out of it. Give me, Dude, give me 30, a 30 me bucks a, a person for an hour and a half to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing my mom. I'm bringing my mom, and we'll figure out how to rotate in and out. Yo, we're doing this, dude. Yeah, for 100%, sure. 100%. We're doing She's it. bringing in and out. You said no, we'll figure out how to rotate in and out. Like, we'll like figure rotate out how to pair burgers. Yeah, burgers, James. Yeah, <laughs> that's what a hamburgers all, all about. We'll be well because we'll be in Southern California. We'll go curling and we'll and, and we'll get in and out burgers after. Oh fuck, sounds great. All right, what the fuck? All right, moving on to number two. Uh, Trading. What do you guys your number two? Oh, this one's so so stupid and basic. I know, but it's it's the reason I want to do it is because it's a little bit different than what I'm than what I've been trained to do, and it's speed skating 
I want to, I want to actually, speed, I've never had speed skates on my feet. Short track yeah. or long track? Oh, short track for sure. I mean, yeah. it doesn't really matter. I, I just want to try and speed skate 135 miles <laughs> through death Valley. In death Valley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. It seems safe. Um, I, I want to learn. I, I would love to try speed skating. Uh, I, the skates are different. It's like I said, it, I think it's a single edge. So, so the entire skates different, um, different technique and, I am a fast skater on hockey skates. Um, so I would like to see if, if I could at, at, at all translate some of that speed onto, you know, onto a, a short track or a, or a long track. Nice. Yeah. Speed skating was, it was one of those I thought about putting in there. It looks so fun. Like I, I think if, if, if you could get it down and get the technique down, like doing a short track speed skating race just sounds like a fucking blast. I, I, I would love to do that. Uh, James, what are you guys? Number two. I want to climb a volcano. And I want to climb a live volcano that's not completely dormant. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, reason being is that it adds an element of danger to it. So that makes it a little, brings your heart rate up a little bit, which is cool. Um, do you guys ever watch that thing that was the docuseries on Disney Plus? That I, just, I just watched that one the other day when he had the, yeah. when he went with the blind guy. The blind guy, exactly. Yeah. And there's this, the amount of things that are going on right there. You get the heat, you get the smell, the vibration, the fact that this huge lava rock could come and kill you at any second is insane and to be able to like go to get to the top to the apex of that volcano look down and see flowing lava is something that i've never done and i can't really envision because it's something that's so rare and having the ability to go do that is definitely a bucket list item because who else has done that i mean quite a lot of people but not done that (laughs) will smith and the entire camera crew obviously but uh, (laughs) to the lay person who just works a nine to five every single day it's rare Love that. Climb a fucking volcano. I, 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 I think what we're learning so far from James is that he has a death wish. So I'm really curious to see what <laughs> number one is. we're learning is what, <laughs> what we're learning is that you guys are boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're probably right. I mean, it, it sounds uh, the, that one I would probably do with you. I would not do the death Valley run with you though. I would just be perfectly honest, <laughs> but I would, but I would do the volcano thing. Like for sure. That, that, that sounds super cool. Um, all right. My number two, um, and I've had this on my bucket list with my brother, actually. So we have one with my mom. We're just this one with my brother. I want to be on the show Wipeout. Okay. That's the, <laughs> if you guys have, if you guys don't know what it is, it's a super ridiculous over the top obstacle course. Um, and it looks just super fun. Um, I would love to compete in it. I feel like I would have a time in my life. Uh, my brother and I, it's been kind of one of the things that we've talked about that we, that we both want to do for a long time. Um, I think obstacle courses are just super fun. It's just basically being like, uh, like a kid on a playground, but more like a, like, like, like an adult version of that. Um, I did a Spartan race like two or three years ago. Um, and it was a blad, a great time. I would love to, I would love to do one uh, again. Um, so, so kind of similar thing, just obstacle course, run around, hop fences, try and dodge weird things flying at your face, you know, just, just be athletic, have fun and just move your body in ways that that's kind of competitive and fun. Um, I, it, it's, it's, it just sounds like a blast and you get to be on TV, which would be cool. And I don't really care if I look like an idiot on TV because I look like an idiot every day. So it's fine. Wow, that's a great, that is honestly one of the healthiest perspectives in life is what you just said right now. I don't know if you realize how healthy that is, but the ability to not judge yourself based off of the perspective that people think you're an idiot is so healthy. Yeah. I love that. I mean, you got to love it. You just, you, you, you got to know yourself, right? So um, I, I would love to be in a wipeout. So I don't, I know, I know they like canceled it for a while, but I think it's back. I'm pretty sure. So I, yeah, I, I, I need, I need to look up you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm living in LA. There's plenty of opportunity to do something like that. So wipe out is my number two bucket list item. Uh, 
here we go, guys. Number one, number one bucket list item. What do you got to do right now? What's what gets your juices flowing to to uh, try trading? What do you got? It was between three, and again, it's another Olympic thing. Um, but this one, the, I'm going to go off of James's death wish thing, and I'm going to say skeleton. The skeleton. Oh fuck! Um, if you don't know what the skeleton, there's, so there's three sledding the events. There's a fun. reason it's called skeleton. Yeah, the, there's three sledding events in the Winter Olympics. There's bobsled, which you guys have all probably seen. They're in like this little sled cart. There's two to four guys, and they go down. There's the luge, which is you're you're on a sled and you're on your back with your feet going down this down the same track on an ice track and you're going through these turns at like 50 miles an hour or whatever and skeleton is going head first on your stomach down a down a sled track on, on you know on a sled that you know there was i think it was two was it 2018 yeah it was 2018 that there um in the qualifiers you know leading up to opening ceremonies um a a skeleton um uh, athlete actually died going down the uh going down the track which in pyeongchang it was the fastest pyeongchang had the fastest um track in 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 history um so but what a rush i mean I, i've been sledding much of times but this would be some this would be the next level this is the death valley of uh of uh, of sledding and uh, you know i i would just love to i'd love to do all three of the of the um sledding events like i think you can do that in some areas, I know they did it in Calgary back in the eighties. Like they actually kept everything open. You could do it. Um, the bobsled, but not the luge and not the skeleton. So I want to do all three of them, but I'm going to say skeleton because going off of James, it's the most like high thrilled, crazy. Like you have to be insane in your head to do it. Yeah, you do. Um, I, th I think do going one of those tracks is already crazy enough to do it. Freaking head first on your stomach on a sled. is just human beings are fucking crazy man like the, the, the shit we come up and the fact that it's an olympic sport is even crazier um but yeah there, like i said there's a reason why it's called skeleton uh pretty fucking wild if you don't if you guys haven't seen skeleton check out the winter olympics actually watch all three but skeleton is by far the yeah most it's thing. it's insane I, I don't know why people do it uh james what's your number one do you guys think it's gonna be a crazy one no it's that it's that or like play chess or something <laughs> it's definitely not play chess it's uh, checkers it's <laughs> my number one is to skydive off of the eiffel tower um very yeah. why, why not why the eiffel tower because it's illegal so, <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of course it yeah. is it is 100 illegal uh, to say you've done that is going to be insane because not a lot of people have done it because again it is illegal uh, paris for some reason has this very special place in my heart I've never been, but I've always felt called to go to France. I've tried to learn French time and time again, so I have a couple of words down. But there's just something about Paris. And a friend of mine used to talk about the Eiffel Tower all the time, and it's something that's kind of drawn me to it. And to skydive off of it would be an insane story. So that's why it's my number one. <laughs> wow. That's a very, very specific thing, but I love it. Um, that's it's awesome. probably illegal to to skydive off of like any of the tallest buildings in the in the Ab world. absolutely yeah. But think about like skydiving off the Eiffel Tower. Where would you land? Well, the thing, the <laughs> I'd thing probably is, land well, on a roof. I mean, there's a river. Like there's a river right next to it. Um, I've been I've been lucky enough to go, to go to Paris in my lifetime. Amazing city, James. I hope one day you do get to go. I hope everyone gets to go to Paris at some point. Um, yeah, there 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 is a river right next to the Eiffel Tower. 
It's also not super tall, so I don't know if skydiving would be the right word. It's more like falling from the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I think maybe I'll have a parachute or something. Falling, <laughs> falling safely from the Eiffel Tower, I think, would be a better way to. It's not super. How tall is it? Or what? What's? It's not like it's. It's not super it, tall. Like yeah. I mean, what is it, that building in, in Washington? Is it taller than that building? The Washington Monument. No, is it? No, it's like a stratosphere or some shit. Oh, yeah. the Space Needle. Oh, the Space, space needle. needle. Oh, uh, it's probably. Taller? I think the Space Needle is probably taller. I don't know. Off the top of my head, oh. I'm finding it right now. I keep talking. I, I can play around. Um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe maybe bungee jumping off the Eiffel Tower because then no, you can bungee you jump. Caught. No, and you then you go right under the Eiffel Tower. Well, I'm trying not to be caught. I'm not trying oh, to be arrested. So you're, you're, so you're, you're trying to skydive and you're trying to run away. Yeah, exactly. But then I want it on film so I can just tell my kids about it. Okay. Good luck with that. Uh, Trayton, what do you got for the fact check? Um, it looks like the, the Eiffel Tower it looks like it is larger than Ooh, space. Hell yes. Wow. We are skydiving. <laughs> Not but falling soft I, safely. It, it, for some reason, I see I see observation towers in the United States. I just want to see them in the entire world, which is really annoying. Um, so I, I, I can't it doesn't have the Eiffel Tower in there for some reason, but there's definitely taller buildings out there, but it's not, yeah. they're not in France yeah, or not I mean, Paris. It's, so it's definitely one of those like structures you, 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 you see on TV and in pictures. And when you actually see it in person, you're like, Holy fuck, that's huge. Like the, the, the Eiffel Tower definitely has that wow moment when you see it in person, you're like, that's a tallest building. But you know, in terms of skydiving off of it, that's a whole, I don't know if it's sky dive height you're in the sky they... you are diving <laughs> you know what's interesting the space needle in seattle is shorter than the stratosphere in vegas that is interesting i would have not i would have not i would have not, not, not it doesn't have the same allure as the space needle but it no. is significantly bigger <laughs> it's <all> weird <laughs> like almost double <laughs> double almost it's we're talking huh. um well it actually are you sure is, one's uh, in centimeters one's in feet 600 feet versus versus 1100 feet so it's nearly double Wow, that's it's crazy, huh? You guys are learning all sorts of stuff on this podcast today, man. This, this is wild. <laughs> Curling, the height of the stratosphere. Yeah. You can skydive uh, off the Apple Tower illegally. Yeah, man. Well, James, again, once again, I wish you good luck. Um, I will go to Paris with you to, to see you do that. Uh, Paris is can an awesome film? city. Oh, it's will... about as tall as the as the stratosphere. There you go. So it'd be so twelve hundred feet. It's 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 eleven hundred feet. Yeah, James, I will be your personal. How many football fields is that? <laughs> A lot. Okay, cool. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Um, but yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, my number one, um, it's, a, it's a pretty simple one, um, but I have never been snowboarding, skiing in my lifetime. Um, and I've lived so close to ski resorts and places to do it. Uh, just for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened for me. Um, and I would love to do it. I feel like I would be, I'd be pretty good at it. Um, I would just, I would love to try it. Um, I, it, it, like I said, it's something that which I one think, do you want to try more? I feel like I would naturally be better at skiing yeah. just because I feel like, you know, as, as a, as a, as a hockey player and, you know, skating, I feel it's more closely resembled to that. I've also tried both surfing and skateboarding and I'm not super great at that, like sideways balance. I'm more better if I'm like on like that, was that, what's that called? Like that linear motion, like bit linear yeah. balance, whatever. I feel like I'm more naturally, I'm better at that. Like like more athletic in that. So I feel like I would want to start with skiing first. Um, but I would love to try both, you know, and just kind of, kind of see where, where both go. Um, and like with skiing, there's like so many different types of skiing you could try. Um, I think one of my favorite, most underrated Olympic events is the biathlon. Um, yes. 
obviously doing the biathlon at that level they do it not even close but i would love to try like a mini biathlon myself i think that'd be super super fun um so yeah i mean skiing for me is definitely my number one um just because it's i guess it's something that i feel like 95 percent of people i know have done at least once in their lifetime and for like i said whatever reason it's not like i i don't live in the you know freaking ohio or nebraska like i live in california where there were two or three hours away from a ski resort and it's just whatever reason just oh you're less than happen. that yeah, less than that. So, um, I haven't, I, I haven't taken advantage of how close I am to, uh, to a good place to, to, to go skiing. Um, so hopefully, hopefully one day that happens for me. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll take, we'll all go. Yeah, man, that'd be great. Um, so hope you guys enjoyed our top three bucket list items. Let us know what your guys's top three bucket list items are, uh, sports activities you guys want to try. And I hope for all you guys listening that all three of them come true for you. So, uh, James, I will see you on the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that. Thank you very, very much, Tyler. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to hear from uh, our boy, Eric. Um, and by the way, if you're looking to get some if you're looking to get some um, some ads out there, we are looking for anybody to to spot uh, to to be a sponsor. So, if, you know, if you're listening and you have a product or you have a business, let it let us uh, let us advertise it for you. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the NHL um, leading up to the um, All-Star Weekend. With health concerns on the rise, it's as important as ever to keep your people safe. Dimer isn't another BS COVID company. They've been developing their tech to kill germs and save lives since 2014. Dimer's original UBC products have won them partnerships with some of the best technology companies in the country and earn them a spot on Time Magazine's Best Inventions of 2020. Dimers started out disinfecting airplanes. Now they're in hospitals, athletic facilities, hotels, classrooms, basically anywhere people might've been sick. When it comes to keeping your players, employees, guests, and customers in your facility safe, trust Dimer. For TLDR listeners, they are offering free disinfection as a service in select areas. So that means they will come disinfect your facility for free. You can take them up on this offer by visiting dimeruv.com and at dimeruv on social media. Use code TLDR for your first disinfection as a service appointment for free. That's dimer like diner with an M as in Mike Trout. Ever heard of them? Kill more germs, prevent more infections, save more lives. D-I-M-E-R-U-V dot com. And we're back. Thank you, James, for calling Tyler and I very boring. Um, we know we are. <laughs> and that's okay. Um, we own it. We own yeah. it. Um, we're going to talk the NHL here really quick. Um, as we lead into the all-star weekend, all-star weekend is this weekend, the same weekend as the pro bowl, which is kind of weird, but, um, it is what it is. Uh, I, I think just given the way that the whole NHL season is kind of, um, um, you know, been fixed, um, this, that's what they're going to have to deal with. To be honest with you, I think maybe James, you, you it's going to be up to you. Are you more, would you rather watch the NHL all-star all-star skills and game or the pro bowl? Did you not just hear what I said about the 
Well, I know, but I'm, I know, but maybe you're going to say, was. don't watch the NHL All-Star game. No, that NHL All-Star game is actually really fun, and I really enjoy it. I, like, make a night out of it where I have beer and have, like, a cheese plate, and I sit there and just watch that. All night. It's actually really fun. He's playing on a charcuterie board. He gets, he gets a whole charcuterie <laughs> board. They're just so the random NHL. specific. Like, is that, like, something you only have the NHL? Like, oh, we have to have our yeah. fucking cheese plate. No, it's just I like to sit down and have my cheese plate, <laughs> a.k.a. charcuterie board, with a nice beer, sometimes <laughs> whiskey. Or love wine, it. or any you know any alcohol will suffice in this moment in time. Yeah. But there has to be cheese. <laughs> <I love> cheese. <laughs> well, James, you're right. gonna have two nights. You're gonna be doing this because the NHL All Star Weekend is a two night event. We are gonna start with the skills competition on Friday. Um, some of the players that weren't invited to the All Star game, but should be part of the All Star Weekend, are gonna be there. Just the Tre- uh, Trevor Zegers. Um, we ha- we actually have a couple other um, c- couple other individuals that are gonna be there. Um, um, but at the end of the day, we're going to, we're going to start with a skills competition, then a skills competition. Then we're going to end with the, the game three on three tournament on Saturday. Um, but we want to talk about the all-star skills comp. Um, the all-star skills comp is actually bringing in two new all-star game competitions that are very, very Las Vegas esque. Actually, to be honest, I didn't really know this until I heard on the radio this morning. And I had to see it for myself. They they sound absolute batshit. It sounds it sounds absolutely awesome. Um, just so everybody knows, the 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 four major all um, skills are going to to be there. So the fastest skater, we're going to see if Connor McDavid can break the record, or see if Matt Barzell can can maintain his uh, his reign as the fastest skater. Um, we're going to see the safe streak where the the goaltenders um, take um, breakaways and see how long they can keep the uh, safe streak going. We're gonna have the hardest shot, which, if you ask me, is one of the m- more fun ones, just simply because you can actually see, you know, a a a um, a speed of which of, of of that these guys are are, are shooting. Unfortunately, while Zdeno Chara was invited to come to the All Star Game just for that event, he will not be he will not be going, which is actually a detriment for everybody because the guy still holds the re- the NHL record for the hardest shot back in two thousand like ten or something at 108.6 miles an hour or something like that. Like absolutely unbelievable. Um, nobody Question real fast. Yeah. Prime Barry Bonds, who did not make it to the Hall of Fame, if he was roided up, could do you think he would be able to beat that? I, if, if, if he, I don't know. I, no. No. Now I'll, I'll say if he, if he had six months of training to learn how to, to learn how to shoot a puck and, and skate and shoot a puck, maybe. No. But it, it's hard to do that. <laughs> like no, it's hard to shoot a reason, puck, man. As, as great as the athlete Barry Bonds was, Zidio Chara is like a foot taller than him, and just the way that he's able to use that power and that that weight that, and that and that torque, you just can't beat that. that Maybe that's another Shaq thing. could do it. If yeah, you if, if, you Shaq, if, if Shaq, yeah, if Shaq, if, if Shaq could figure out how to skate and could figure oh out how to God. like control his body on the ice, maybe he could beat. He's like three hundred and forty pounds. I, I, skates exactly. I can see Imagine that freaking freak momentum going to a puck. Like I can see, see the, the he would slip. The, no, I'm uh, saying he got trained. Got to learn how to do it. Like if if, if, yeah. if if he can skate as well as Adeo Chara can, he could do it. I, I think I think that Giannis has a better chance just because he's a little bit taller. I mean. That extra stick length is also a thing too, because you get a, you get a bit of uh, you get a little bit it's of a different lever. It's mechanics. Yeah. And, and well, it's 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 the flex and that snap of the that snap of the stick that that gives you that extra bit of speed. And then the breakaway challenge is the fourth, um, which will be making it's will be making its first appearance since 2016. Z, uh, our boy Trevor Zegers is going to be there for this um, event, which you know is huge. Um, alongside, we are going to see retired goaltender. Um, 
uh, Manon, I always butcher her name, um, Rayum. She's the first woman to, to ever play in an NHL game, and she will be there at the All-Star game. Um, and actor Wyatt Russell, who is Kurt Russell's son, will also be participating. He's actually a huge hockey guy, um, plays hockey. Um, he was in, he was in um, I think he was in Goon 2, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, very, very uh, solid hockey player uh, for, a, for, an, for an actor, which is pretty cool. Um, but we're going to talk really quick about, before I ask you guys what your favorite skill that you guys are interested in, we're going to talk about these two um, Vegas-esque challenges that they're going to bring in. They're going to bring the NHL fountain face-off. What, James? That was my two favorite ones. I wanted to talk oh, about well, them. Then, my well, two come favorite on. Ones. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, we're, we're talking the NHL fountain face-off, which is going to take place on the at the fountains of the Bellagio. The, the players are going to be taken out on boat to where the, the Bellagio, uh, the Bellagio uh, uh, show is. They're going to be on a like a makeshift rink i guess um like a platform and there's going to be a bunch of targets that the players have to you know shoot or uh, pass or shoot a puck into these different targets over the water while the the wind's going and while the show is going so the the just just like the just like you see when you're there those uh those huge jets that are shooting water up in the air those are going on while these players are going to be shooting pucks like when you think about it it's just so vegas it's it's unbelievable um and it's going to be a head-to-head, um, head-to-head uh, matchup in the final to determine who's going to win that. <laughs> James and Tyler, I want to ask you guys' thoughts on this one. <laughs> James, go ahead. I, I love the chaos that's behind it. Yeah. Because everything else in this um, the skill comp is all very structured. But here is chaos. They're like putting you out there to see what you can do when there's wind, when there's water, when there's something you don't expect to happen happen and i wouldn't be surprised if vegas if something they didn't report something and maybe like silly string gets shot at you and maybe a keg gets to get poured on you and you know random stuff might happen like why you still got to compete that's what's exciting about it chaos breeds creativity and entertainment love it this is very similar to the the uh, couple i believe in this in 2020 they did a um like a top golf tile style thing where they put they put players up in the top bowl and they were shooting pucks down into targets on the ice, which at, you know, in St. Louis at the time was insane. Now they're, they're ramping this up. Tyler, what are your thoughts on this one? I love it. I, I, I love the creativity, like way to go. Whoever came up with this idea, like you're, you're, you're in Vegas. So make it Vegas, you know, like in the Bellagio, one of the most iconic parts of the Vegas strip and you're putting a hockey competition in the freaking fountains and on the, on the bowl. That's amazing. Um, that's definitely the one I'm, I'm most curious to see um, of, the, of the non-traditional ones. And I, I, and, I, and I hope they keep that going. I hope they keep, you know, coming up with like unique things that are specific to the uh, city that's hosting. Um, it's awesome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glued in in that one. I think that's, it's, like I said, it's going to be crazy chaotic as, as, as James was saying, but that's what makes it fun. And I think that's the whole part. The whole point of it is like, let's just make this as crazy and as weird as possible and just see what happens. And like, let's just have fun with it. I love it. Well, talk about going all Vegas. We are bringing blackjack as well to the uh, to the All Star game, our All Star Skills Comp. Um, the 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 game is going to be called Twenty One and Twenty Two. Um, basically, hockey's take on blackjack, um, and a, an entire portion of the Vegas Strip is going to be closed down to bring up a huge deck of cards that are going to be up on this uh, up on this little rack here, uh, on this big rack, I should say. 
and the players are going to be shooting pucks to achieve a score of 21 in the least amount of shots possible. And whoever wins two rounds will be called the, the puck sharks. So basically if, you know, depending on your first shot, there's, it's not just hitting the target, but it's also a little bit of strategy and how you, in uh, what cards you pick. Uh, I don't know how, if it's going to work where they're taking turns on, on, I, I don't know the whole structure of the rules yet, but um, I just wanted your guys' thoughts on this one, kind of taking the accuracy shooting, which, um, which they're going to have the accuracy shooting, which is the, is the four targets in each, in each, uh, in each corner, but they're bringing it, they're bringing in a complete, you know, big Vegas spin on it. Um, Tyler, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah. Again, I love, I love the creativity. I feel like this is one that can go either like, it can be really cool or it's going to be like really bad. Like I, 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 I can just see this <laughs> yeah. not going the way it turned. They, they, they expected to turn out. Um, so I'm not, I'm not as like hyped on this one, but I, but I, again, I, I love the creativity. I, I love the fact that, you know, they're in Vegas and they're making it, making it as Vegas as possible. I, I, th- I think though the NHL talent with accuracy is going to be a lot better than I think it'll be just because they're freaking NHL and they can snipe a freaking duck from a hundred yards away. So um, they're just that good. So I think it'll be better than I think I'm expecting, but I can also see it not going very well, either. but we'll see. I can see that. James, what is your, uh, what are your thoughts? So are they going to have like little circles of ice where all the hockey players are going to stand on? Like how's it? They'll probably have synthetic ice is my guess. Synthetic ice. Yes. Is that what all hockey arenas have? No, no. Synthetic ice is actually plastic. Oh, that's boring. It's like when you play Uh, hockey on kind of. No. Yeah. And, and, but the synthetic ice you actually can skate on and, and stop and it's legit. Oh, so I, I'm, I could be wrong. I, it, given the, the, the heat outside, it's, it'd be tough to keep that piece cold. That's why I assume if they're not in skates, they might just be on a, on a platform in their shoes. Okay. That's, see, that's more boring. I want to see them in skates and do it. Cause that makes it harder. And if it's actually, melting at the same I would argue time, it makes it easier, but if you're slip, if it's melting at the same time and you're losing grip <laughs> oh because it's melting God. that adds that's chaos, yes. which then breeds entertainment. You're chaos just, sucks when you're in it. You just but love this the is camera. all about entertainment right now. Like this is the all-star skills competition. You watch it to see shit like this that you don't normally see. You just love so it. might as well make it as entertaining as possible. Hey. That hey. being said, I like the idea that it's 21. Um, I think it, I don't know how this is gonna play out, but the way I have it envisioned is that um, the cards are gonna flip, and so you gotta like it's time, so you gotta figure out where you're trying to hit it and go, and the cards flip again, and then the cards will switch order and then. Oh, find it I see. It's kind of like a memory thing. Yeah. Well, no. Well, it's going to be different because the cards will change. So oh, like the card, I see. Yeah. And so all the cards will change, and then you flip it again. And you have to figure out where you want to shoot it, and then hit that. That makes that adds an element of thinking, um, critical thinking for sure, and just the ability to make quick decisions when pressured. Yeah. Um. Th- I mean, <laughs> what more Vegas? What's more Vegas than blackjack? Um. Just absolutely. You know, it's going to be crazy. Um, I just want to ask you guys, what what competition, Tyler, what competition are you most excited for? Um, I I like the the, uh, the fastest skater challenge. Um, I think that one's super fun just to see these guys just go as hard as they can and uh, go on the ice. I think that one's super fun. Um, I also like what it's what is called the uh, the uh, breakaway challenge, right? The one that's kind of it's, it's almost like the NHL's version of a, of the of the dunk competition. Of the dunk competition, yeah, yeah. Um, that one's kind of fun. It's just I I, I like the creativity, so I, I would say those two are probably the ones that are of the more tra- more traditional ones that I'm looking forward to. 
Okay. That, that's, that's, I mean, that's fair. Those are, I mean, all of the skills competitions are great. Um, t- James, which one are you most excited for? To go to the traditional ones, it's definitely the hardest shot. Uh, reason being is that in games, you don't get to see how fast they're shooting. They're all shooting and you're like, oh yeah, that looked like a hard shot. But now you have a quantitative value that supports how hard they're shooting. And just adds, a th- adds relativity to it because now you're like, wow, he shot 98 miles an hour. I, I don't know what the hardest is. What is the hardest? Uh, you'll see triple digits for sure. Oh, you see, that's 100 miles an hour. And it's a really hard little object. It's rubber. And it's coming out of gold. Like, sometimes when people block that and they have no pads in that area, you have to imagine how much that hurts. And how these straight up just men are just burrowing through and getting through this game because they love the sport of hockey. It's crazy to think about, but it adds an appreciation to the game that you don't normally see. Well, I, I love that. The um, I know that the NHL has been working on um, getting chips in these pucks so that they can actually track that in game. Uh, it, right, it's been kind of on a stall right now. But James, eventually, I think you'll actually see that happen in real time. They used they used to have that back in back in the day. Um, I, don't, I think it was Fox who kind of did that with the glow puck thing, um, which we don't talk about. But nonetheless, they did uh, they did have keep speeds that. That, that I, do, I do miss that. I do miss um, seeing how fast they can shoot. Um, I'm most excited. I'm actually most excited for that Bellagio thing. <laughs> I think that's going to be so much fun to watch. Um, the, the fastest skater is always fun. Kendall Cohen Schofield was, like, was amazing when she did it. Um, they, brought, they brought her on to do it. And she actually would have won second if she was an NHL player, which is insane. Um, completely crazy. Um, Skills competition is very, very fun. I highly recommend it. The, uh, the three-on-three tournament the next day is, is always fun to watch, too. I'm more of an all-star skills guy. The three-on-three tournament is, is whatever. Um, I, can, I, can, I can do without it, personally. Um, but the skills competition, I absolutely love to watch, um, and, and it's going to be fun. Um, just a couple uh, more new, new stuff. Um, Trevor Zegers did yet another Michigan while moving. Absolutely insane. Um, eventually, these guys are going to make this like kind of boring to watch it's like oh they're all doing it now um no but it i mean in reality trevor zegers is absolutely amazing and you're starting to see players start to use the michigan like move as a way to pull the def- defense down and then you can make a pass out front you're, they're starting to actually use it to trick the defense and to pull them out of position and i think that that's pretty interesting um the, the game the, 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 the a skill that i would never have thought would i mean i can do that skill i mean i personally can with a bunch of pucks and i get like a couple tries i can i could do it but to do it at speed is absolutely insane and now they're and now they're so good at it that they're they're faking people out doing it to make to make room for you know a, a passing player or whatever so players are getting so much more skilled than they ever have and it this is just more of a testament to that uh, Seagrass, absolutely amazing um, NHL COVID rules are, are kind of, uh, are, are really, um, releasing are kind of like coming down, uh, following the all-star game, which is really cool. Um, they're not going to be testing, um, asymptomatics and they're not going to be testing, um, uh, vaccinated players unless they, unless they have symptoms, um, kind of a, a little late, but they should have done it earlier. I mean, considering the entire league, it had it, they're not even getting tested for 90 days anyway. So like, it's a little late for that, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're moving in the right direction. Canada is finally starting to get their fans back, um, which is, which is long overdue. Um, you know, I, I feel bad for, for all those Montreal fans that were hosting 
hosting Connor McDavid the other day, you know, you'd have to think that those kids got tickets in their, in their stocking to that game to see Connor McDavid play. And they, they couldn't see him play, which is, which is quite upsetting. So um glad that Canada is moving, starting to move in the right direction. Um, other than that, guys, I mean, do you have any other news that you guys wanted to, to discuss or are you guys just ready for the all-star weekend? I'm ready for my beer and cheese. Beer and cheese at the All-Star Weekend. I love it. Um, beer and cheese. Check out that All-Star Weekend in Vegas this, this weekend. And, you know, if you really want to check out the Pro Bowl in, in Vegas as well, do it. I don't I, – I won't, but if you want to, go ahead. The Olympics starts Thursday. Watch yeah. that. Yeah. Watch the Olympics. That's well, that'll be way more fun. James, you could you, you, James. charcuterie board the shit out of the Olympics all oh, yeah. for two and a half weeks, man. I had a friend that used to call it a charcuterie board. So this is our coochie board. Our coochie board. Oh god. So it's definitely charcuterie, but yeah, I could do that for every single day of the Olympics. Yeah. That's all reasonable. This will be your watching curling, man. Do watching curling. Yeah. This will be your first Winter Olympics that you maybe you'll have a chance to watch. So maybe you'll maybe you'll have a different perspective. So far about this, I I like to watch things live, and I'm not staying up to watch these things. Yeah, that's the tough thing. Um, The only thing that I will be watching live are the women um hockey players i will that, i'm not even going to stay up for the men's because it's a shit show now and that the nfl players aren't in it so i will be watching the women all the way through um as best i can um so go you know let's go usa all right that is the podcast um james what you forgot your hosting person i did forget out so <laughs> there it is <laughs> that's okay that's okay um we really appreciate all of your uh everyone's um love um please please let us know we know we're idiots but we like to hear other people say it so that we we get that engagement we we just love uh we just love the engagement we know that we've been um we've been having a lot of fun lately and you know we we love uh producing these uh for you guys so um you know engage with us we 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 want we want more of that um next week we're going to be talking super bowl um a lot a lot coming up in the next couple weeks um check out check out all the things that are on that are on tap there's a lot of sports going on Um, and uh, enjoy it. Um, Until next week, have a great week.